Praise the Lord. Wow. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Praise the Lord. Wow. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For those uh, tough stains, you have to shout them out. Praise the Lord. Wow. <clears throat> uh, I want you to turn your Bible to 1 John chapter 5, and we're going to look at the scriptures this morning. Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And um, John Osteen said, <clears throat> you have to have more information than just inspiration. He said, sometimes people shout and run and dance. And he said, he was in a Pentecostal meeting. People were running and dancing. And at the end, the pastor got up and said, I'm going to pray for everybody that struggles with depression. So he said, the same people that were running and dancing came forward for depression. He's like, wow, I, I must not have a chance if they're dancing like that and they still struggle with depression. Uh, so he said, you need to have the information, not just the inspiration. Amen. And then you can't really get the revelation if you don't have the right information. Right. Yeah. Amen. So hearing the word becomes very, very significant, important. So this morning we're going to talk about 1 John chapter 5, verse 11, 12, and 13 on the gift of eternal life, of what it is, first of all, to get the right information of exactly what it is and then see what it does in us. And I never cease to be thrilled with this subject. And the longer I study it or meditate on it, the happier I get. So no telling how happy I'm going to be when I get to be 80. So 1 John 5.11, can you find that? The King James Version says, this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Verse 12, he that hath the son hath life. He that hath not the son of God does not have life. Verse 13, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So in John's gospel here and in his epistles, he majors on this one subject, either eternal life, everlasting life, or just the word life. So in Paul's revelation, he majors on who you are in Christ, your identification with Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they major on the kingdom of God. But John just majors on the subject of life, eternal life, everlasting life, how you get it. And then he said, I'm writing these things to you so you can know that you have. Not someday you're going to get it. Come on, not if you're good enough and we're trying harder. No. He said, I'm writing this to you so you can know. Not hope so. Come on, not maybe so, but no. Have full assurance that you have eternal life. When he says that you have eternal life, he says, I want you to know that you have present possession, eternal life. He says, now I'm going to tell you where you got it from. It's a controlled substance. You can't just get it by going to church. He said, he that hath the son, Jesus. So other translations say, he that hath the son hath this life. He that hath the son. In other words, this life comes from Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ is the number one reason that Jesus came in John 10, 10. He said, that's why I came is that you might have life and have it more abundantly. 
So the reason Jesus came is about this life, what it is. And they said, there's only one place you can get it. You can only get it from Jesus. He's the carrier of it. And then in John chapter five in verse 24 through 26, if you want to turn to the gospel of John. And so John is majoring on this subject to know that you have eternal life. Know that you have it, know what it is, know what it does in you, know where you got it from. Amen. Amen. You got it from Jesus himself. And it is this life that he's talking about. He said, if you don't have Jesus, then you don't have this life. But if you have Jesus, then you have this life. But I'm writing this so that you can know with great confidence, I have eternal life. Amen. I have present possession right now, eternal life. So some translators actually say that it would be better translated because it is eternal life. It's not just life that goes on forever. Because of what it is, it does go on forever. But everybody, you're a spirit, you're going to live eternally. When you make Jesus your Lord, you're going to heaven, right? And if you have not received him, then you don't have this life. So uh, eternal life is more than just the endless continuation of life after death. Eternal life is this translator said is better translated the life of the eternal one or it is the life of God. It is eternal life because of its quality. It will go on forever. So it is a quality of life that you don't get when you die. You don't get it when someday you go to heaven You get it the moment you receive Jesus. But apparently, not everybody knows what they got. And for your faith to function, you have to know what you got. Amen. And what it does. And so, John majors on this subject of life, eternal life. And the story of John, the Apostle John, the story is, that he lived to be the oldest apostle that persecuted. They even tried to kill him by boiling him in oil and he would not die. So the only thing they could do is they had to put him on the island alone on the Isle of Patmos and left him there. And there he wrote the book of Revelation. So you got something in you that's extremely durable. Come on, it makes you pretty rough and tough when you have this life. To know you have this life, what it is, what it does. So you found the gospel of John, again, John 5, verse 24. He says, verily I say unto you, he that hears my words, these are the words of Jesus, and believes on him that sent me hath, what? Same word as eternal. He says, you have eternal life. Shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to life. So that's a good definition of what happened when you made Jesus your Lord. Is he said, you pass from death to life. And so in the Bible, understanding death, there is physical death. There is what you call spiritual death. And then there is what the Bible calls the second death, which is hell. But he says, when you make Jesus your Lord, you have passed from the dominion of death. And now you're in the dominion of life. You have left the jurisdiction of death. And now you have life, eternal life. So once you pass from death to life, then you are no longer under Satan's dominion. Or you could say it this way, the devil cannot dominate any person 
that has eternal life. Let's try it one more time. The devil cannot dominate any person who has eternal life. You have passed from the jurisdiction of death into life. So this life, he said, I'm writing this thing so you can know you have everlasting life. You pass from death to life. Verse 25, the hour is coming now is when the dead, the dead, talking about people that are spiritually dead, hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall do what? They're going to come alive. Look at verse 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Y'all still here? So Jesus is teaching here, and he said, the Father, God, has this life in himself. And he's given to the Son to have this life in himself. So one translation says, the Father has this life in himself as its original source. And he gave it to the Son to have this life as its immediate source. In other words, God gave this life to Jesus so that he could transfer it to you. But if you were to ask and interview God, what is it that you have in you? What do you have in you? In other words, that he is constantly victorious, never lost a battle. In his presence is joy because it is love life because he is love. What do you have in you? Well, he says he not only has his life in him, he has so much in him, he really cannot even contain himself. That life overflows out of him so that in heaven there's a river of this life flows throughout the city of heaven. And some people who have died and went to heaven and been resuscitated said, the first thing you do when you get to heaven is you go through that river of life. And it erases every memory of the earth, of sorrow, of sickness, the past. And you go through this life. And so one, one person said they got in that river of life and they got in it and they went underwater and they were afraid. Said, oh, oh, the water's too deep. Said, you know, what's going to happen? They said, don't be afraid. No one can drown up here. So they went right through that life. In other words, you get overflowing with this life. You're saturated with this life. Amen. So this is really what comes out of God. And it's what Jesus carried that made him. Jesus. They said, what kind of a man is this that he casts out devils? He heals the sick. What kind of a man is this? He is a man that has this life. So just to show you that it is literally a spiritual substance because it comes out of God and flows like a river. So you can have a drink of this life or you can have a river of this life. Right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we're going to work a little bit here on some definitions of what this life is. And I'll have to start with some people that I think probably are smarter than I am. So W.E. Vine's dictionary of New Testament words, then he uh, gives you a definition of the word eternal life, or sometimes it's translated life, and it is the Greek word, Z-O-E, we pronounce it Zoe. Every once in a while, you'll meet somebody that their name is Zoe. You know, we have a, a restaurant or something, and I would say, do you know what your name means? So we're going to have to get our definition from the Lord Jesus himself of what this life is, and get it from the word, and once you know you have it, 
Once you know you have it, then you know the devil cannot dominate you. Sickness cannot dominate you. Come on, fear cannot dominate you. Depression cannot dominate you. Amen. So don't measure yourself by what you don't have. Come on. So I don't have a big fancy house or I don't have a Corvette. I don't have a five carat diamond. But there's a lot of people that have that stuff that don't have this life. So no matter how much of that stuff you have, you ain't going to be happy. But when you have this life, come on, and we say, well, you know, somebody say, well, you may not have this or have that. You say, yeah, but I'll tell you what I do have. I know I have eternal life. It's the same life that's in God right now. It's the same life that Jesus carried and demonstrated in his earth life. I have the same life. All right, well, let's read W. Vines because we've got to get a few working definitions or you'll just say, well, I, I know I'm that I'm going to go to heaven. But that's really not even close to what happened when you made Jesus your Lord as you received eternal life. All right. All right, here's what W. Vine says about it. Are you ready for this? He says, in the New Testament, this word zoe, eternal life or life, is life as a principle. It is life in the absolute sense as God himself has it. And it's that which the Father has, which he gave to Jesus, the Son, to have in himself. John 5, 26, we just read that. It is what Jesus manifested in the world. From this life, men became alienated through the fall and of this life, men become partakers through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who becomes its author to all who trust in him. He says, for the life that he gives, he maintains. So he says, eternal life is the present actual possession of the believer because of his relationship with Christ. And it will one day extend its domain to the sphere of the body. And this is assured by the resurrection of Christ. So he says, you have this life in you, he says, and one day this life in you will extend its domain to the sphere of your body, which will make you immortal. And you'll have a body like Jesus had when he was raised from the dead. So what kind of body is that? Well, no death can touch it. What kind of a body? No sickness can touch it. What kind of a body is that? We could walk right through that wall. Because it's a different kind of substance. It's a real body. You can handle it. But he walked through that wall. That's why you don't have to worry about whether you're inside a building or not when the rapture takes place. (laughs) So you bump your head on the ceiling or something. All right, so let's write this down and get real clear. This is this life, and the people who have this life are totally different than the people who don't. Come on, that would be me. They live different, they think different, because they have this life. Their countenance is different, their eyes are different. So he says, eternal life, this is the present actual possession of the believer present possession, but this life will boom, hit your body and it will become immortal at the resurrection of Christ. Just like that at the rapture. Praise the Lord. So I know I have eternal life. Come on. You might tell somebody says, you know, I'm not necessarily smarter than everybody, but I'm going to tell you, I know I have eternal life. I have this life, the life of God. Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to have to read a couple of more people here that are smarter than me, okay? So this is uh, James Stewart, I think, says it this way. He says, this life which flows from Christ into man 
is something totally different from anything on the natural plane. Now, why is he saying it like that? Well, because a lot of times people, you know, their definition of life is really dealing totally with their natural life. Y'all still with me here? Their definition of life, matter of fact, people have stuff happen to them and they'll say, that's life. You say, no, that's not this life. So you're not just talking about getting your natural life amped up, you know, from a Ford to a Cadillac. This is something totally different than anything on the natural plane. This is spiritual life. The life of God. Once it comes into your spirit, it is this life that makes you a new creature in Christ. Your spirit receives eternal life. And it's in there right now. I said, it's in there right now. Yeah, this life. (laughs) Amen. You mix faith with that. When you have revelation of that, you have this life on the inside of you. What does that life do inside of you? Well, let me finish reading this here. I'll never get my definitions out of the way. And I don't want to start preaching until you know what you got. Once you know what you got, I won't even have to preach very much and you'll already be happy. All right, let's finish reading this. James Stewart, he said, he says, this life is something totally different than anything on the natural plane. He says, it is different not only in degree, but also in kind. It is, you would have to say, it is the God kind of life. So you could have natural human life, but First John says, if you don't have the son, you don't have this life. Are y'all still here? Somebody said, well, am I going to get that when I die? No, you have to get it before. Amen. So he says, it's totally different. It is a new quality of life. It's a quality of life. In other words, eternal life is a quality of life that you have that's different than everyone else in the world. And in this life is the love of God, the joy of God, the peace of God. It's all in this life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord. All right, let me finish reading. All right. So he says, it makes you a new creation. It is not the intensification the powers already possessed. It's a sudden emergence of an entirely new and original element. Whenever a man comes to be in Christ, he lives in the sphere of the post-resurrection life of Jesus. The life which he now lives has the quality of eternity. McLeod Campbell in his great work on the atonement complains, ordinary religion is so much a struggle to secure an unknown and future happiness instead of being the meditation on and the welcoming of the present gift of eternal life. This is Paul's glory and joy. It is life with a stamp of eternity on it. It is the present possession of the believer. All right, so notice what he said here. It is... Regular religion is so much a struggle to obtain some future happiness or, you know, try to have victory. But really this life, actually this life on the inside of you, you have this life and it is the meditation and the welcoming of the present gift of eternal life. In other words, anytime you would take and go over these scriptures, we we have a little book on it. And on the book... The cover, this is what the Lord said to me years ago, because we travel all over the world. This came from Istanbul, Turkey, had tremendous meetings and and pastors from 20 different countries, from Iran, from Iraq, from Afghanistan, from Lebanon, came to these meetings and got so full of joy and full of the Holy Spirit. They said, it's so big, you can't come back here because it's illegal. (laughs) And so he said, well, okay, well. We had fun for three days. So uh, the the pastors and the leaders began to see what the blood of Jesus had done for them and who they are in Christ. And the joy of the Holy Ghost hit the place. And so we traveled all over the world. And so the Lord said this to me real simple. 
Because you study different religions sometimes. You see what they believe about this and that. And uh, the Lord said this to me. Every religion gives lessons. But only Jesus Christ gives life. All right, all right, let's see. Now, I'm going to see if anybody's countenance could just brighten up a little bit. So you'd have a little bit of understanding of why Jesus came. Yes. It's not to give you a bunch of lessons. Yes. That was not your number one need. Yes. Your number one need is you were dead spiritually, separated from God. And because you were dead, then you became a victim of anything the devil wanted to do in your life. But when you receive eternal life, <laughs> you could tell the devil his days of dominating you are over because you have eternal life, the very life of Christ himself. So let me just try this section over here because, I mean, don't, don't act like you know this. Because I started studying this when I was 17, and I still am fascinated by it. You know what I mean? I'm like, whoa, this is in me right now. I have this life in me now. It's overcoming life, resurrection life, the God kind of life. So let's go to this one more time. Well, a lot of religions, you know, every religion gives lessons. And some of them are really good lessons. But Jesus didn't come to bring you a lesson. Come on, he gives plenty of lessons, but that's not the number one reason he came. He said, I have come that you might have life. Listen now, this life, this kind of life, spiritual life, the life of God, and that life on the inside of you. It's what makes you a new creature in Christ. Praise the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord? <laughs> so he said, it is the welcoming and the meditation on the present gift of eternal life. So I just challenge you to take about five minutes, go over some of these scriptures on life, eternal life, and just meditate on it and say, I know what I have. I have in me now yes. Yes. eternal life, yes. Amen. resurrection life, the God kind of life. Amen. That life in me, number one, quickens my spirit. Yes. My spirit is alive. Yes. Amen. All right, let's try this. So now, Dad Hagen talking about believers. He said all physical healing is spiritual. You receive it first in your spirit and then it comes out into your body. Amen. So this life, there's healing life. Praise the Lord. All right. Jump over to Romans chapter 8 verse 11. I'm sorry I'm going slow but some of y'all are listening slow. So I'm trying to stick with you, praise the Lord. <laughs> Romans 8, 11. You ready? Yes. Now, Romans chapter 8, he's talking about this life. He starts with Romans 8, 2. If you want to go to Romans 8, 2 and then go down to verse 11. And Romans chapter 8, verse 2 says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Y'all still here. So John G. Lake, who was a missionary to Africa, and they had the bubonic plague. Now John G. Lake majored on eternal life. I have this life. So they said, how can you pray for all the sick people, contagious, and it not affect you? So he said, well, he said, somebody that's dying, take that disease off of their mouth, put it on my hand. Put it under a microscope. And they looked at it, and every one of those germs died when they touched his hand. Amen. So if you think COVID 
Come on, people are just scared of COVID. They're wearing a mask, which does absolutely nothing. Except maybe make you better looking. But, I mean, they're wearing a mask. Just kidding. So, they're wearing a mask. Come on, the scientists now have said it did nothing. Y'all still here? Standing six feet apart. Did absolutely nothing. <laughs> Stayed in the house. Did nothing. Are y'all still here? I just read in the paper and they've been talking about the next disease that comes out. And I think they call it what? Disease X. The next disease that comes out will be so contagious. Come on, people will be so afraid. Come on, you're living in the last day. But we are living in the life of God in these last days. And we got this life, amen. You got this life on the inside of you. Amen. But it is, it is important to know what you have because the devil will try to talk you out of it. Know that you have it. And then have faith in that or mix faith with that by meditating on it and declaring, I have the life of God on the inside of me. All right, let's try that again. I have present possession in me, the life of God. I have it in me now. That life, that life, did you know you have it? So John said, I'm writing these things to you. Come on, not just to give you a pat on the back. Come on, encourage you, you know, if you're having a blues day or something. He said, I'm writing this to you so you can know that you have eternal life. Come on, some people may have it. They don't know what they got. He said, I'm going to make sure you know that you have and you live in the light of it and you live in the reality of it and you don't let the devil talk you out of it. He said, no, I got this life. This life inside of me. Resurrection life, overcoming life, the God kind of life, love life, joy life, peace life. It's a quality of life. Come on, everybody in the world. People in the world live a certain way. I live a totally different way. Hallelujah. Amen. Are y'all still here? I live a totally different way than everybody else in the world. I have the life of God in me. Praise the Lord. All right, look at Romans 8, 11. You got, excuse me, Romans 8, 2. Excuse me. But if the spirit of him, Romans 8, 11, that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And he does. And he does. Everybody say he does. He does. He does. He that raised up Christ from the dead will do what? Make alive. See, the word quicken means Make alive. made me alive. My body. Quicken, sorry, quicken my mortal body by his spirit that dwells in me. Praise the Lord. So you have this life in you. We know your spirit is alive, but he said this life will influence your body. This life will do what? From your spirit, man, come out, overflow, supercharge you, (laughs) supercharge you with what? The life of God. Praise the Lord. What do you think all the cells in your body are going to do when this life comes to an end? All right, let's try it again. Come on, you got so much of the life of God on the inside of you. What do you think the cells in your body are going to do? Come on. Come on. When the, when the doctor said you had a certain disease, and then he looked and said, it's gone. Where'd it go? He said, I got this life on the inside of me. Now. It comes up on the inside of me. I got this life. I got this life in me. 
It's in me right now. It's in me right now. It makes me a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. It's got the love of God in it, the divine nature. It's joy. Yeah. Why? That's why you're happier than everybody else. You have eternal life. I, th I think I read something Billy Graham said that he said one day you'll read in the paper and it'll say Billy Graham died. He said, don't believe a word of it. He said, because I'm more alive than I've ever been. Come on. Well, when you have eternal life, <clears throat> he has abolished death. I have his life on the inside of me. You, you have no concept of what you have. You just have to look at the scripture, meditate on it. But when your heart stops beating and your spirit leaps out of your yeah. body yeah. and angels escort you into that city. Come on, where Jesus is the light of that city and the life of God flows. There ain't no sad people there. There ain't no sick people there. Come on, there ain't no depressed people there. This is the life of God. Comes from God himself. Are y'all still here? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Praise the Lord. The same spirit. All right, so write this down real quickly. Number one, that this life is crowning achievement of the plan of redemption, which means it's the number one reason Jesus came. Number one reason Jesus came. It's not really to take you to heaven. You, you ain't even qualified for that. But when Adam sinned, he died. And he didn't die physically. He died spiritually. So he separated from God. And now the devil's dominating. So God's dream was to have a man in his image. So he has to bring this life Back. This is the reason for the incarnation, the birth of Jesus, is he has this life. Yeah. Twelve years old, he ain't playing video games. Nope. That's right. <laughs> Man, he's in the temple at twelve years old teaching people. I mean, he, well, he's got this life, it affects his mind. This life makes you smart. Come on. Amen. All right, let's try it again. I said, this life, come on, it's the life of God. Yeah. It makes you smarter than the average bear. You know what I mean? And you got this life on the inside of you. Come on, you can't be deceived and tricked like everybody else. And you got this life on the inside of you. Come on, you got this life in you and somebody telling you something, you say, uh, that don't sound right, that don't sound right. Amen. Come on. Y'all sure somebody did a phone conversation with somebody and 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 got them to wire uh what was it, a hundred thousand dollars just through talking to them on the phone. You have this life of God on the inside of you, somebody will get on you say, excuse me. <laughs> Come on to make you smarter, I miss it. So the life of God on the inside of you, as a spirit being. Now you can grow spiritually and your spirit can develop in faith, grow spiritually, and that life will overflow into your mind, change the way you think. It will affect your personality. Now, I don't know if I need to walk, work on this or talk about it very much. I said it will change your personality. <laughs> I said it'll change your personality. Amen. Consider this. You are not stuck with your present personality. <laughs> Just consider that. In other words, a lot of times people are grouchy and some people are mean. And some people are melancholy. And come on. Some people have no confidence in themselves. 
But if you know, you have this line. Come on. You know you have this life in you? What kind of a person are you going to be? Yeah. Come on, you get up in the morning, you have to remind yourself, I got the life of God on the inside of this. Praise the Lord. Amen. It will actually affect you politically. Well, I don't know. We won't want to start talking about that. Come on, all of your little political views and stuff you got. Come on, it should have more influence in you than whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. You're, I'm Democrat. I'm Republican. No, you have eternal life. You have the life of God in you. Why you? Why you ain't supposed to think like a Democrat. You ain't supposed to think even like a Republican. You're, you're supposed to think like a guy that has the life of God or a lady who's got the life of God on the inside of you. You're supposed to think like Jesus now. You have this life. And if, if your confidence is in either one, you're going to be have some serious depression problems. So if your confidence is, is in man, come on, or in the government or in this world, but when you know you have eternal life, your confidence is in God. Jesus is your Lord. You're in a new kingdom. Come on. Are y'all still here? Come on, I got the life. This life, the same life that's in Christ, and the devil cannot dominate any person Hallelujah. that has this life. Amen. Amen. And this life is tangible. That's why Jesus said, in my name, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Come on, it's not just an empty thing. I'm going to lay hands on you. No, you say, now I'm going to lay my hands on you in the name of Jesus. And when I do. Hallelujah. The, the life of God is going to flow out of my hand, flow into your body, and sickness has to leave your body. And fear and depression has to leave your life. Come on, I'm laying hands on you in the name of Jesus, in the name of this life, and this life flows on the inside of you right now. Come on, goodbye sickness and disease. Come on, goodbye weakness, goodbye fear. I got the very life of Christ himself. Huh? Amen. If you know you got it, you can have it overflowing in you. Uh, we'll get to that later. Go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5 real quick. Everybody say, I know. I know. I don't know everything. I don't have everything everybody in the world's got. Come on. Don't even really need everything everybody in the world's got. But I know that I have. Eternal life. Amen. Amen. I don't know. There's just something about that that when you know you got it. I said, when you know you got it and you know what it is, then you mix faith with that. It's faith life. Amen. Oh, y'all found Ephesians 2 4. Praise the Lord. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were what? Yes. So God's definition of you is you were what? Yes. Dead. Yeah. So if you was dead, come on and say religion is a crutch. No, you didn't need a crutch. You, you need a casket, man. It says you was dead. Yep. You don't just need the Lord to say, Lord, could you help me out a little bit? No, no, you're dead. I'm dead. He said you was dead. That was a serious problem. You were dead. You didn't even know how dead you was. Yep, dead, dead. Come on. The effect of that being dead? All kinds of behavior problems. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You see people acting real bad in the streets. You go, why can't they act that way? They did. They did. We're going to go fix it, you know. You ain't going to fix it with money. Only the blood of Jesus is going to fix that because they're dead. Come on. And when you're dead, the devil going to dominate every facet of your life when you're dead. So it says you were what? Dead. You were dead. Let's go over that one more time. 
you were dead. You was real dead. You was dead dead. You were dead and on your way to dead. Then you were on your way to the next dead. You was dead, dead, and dead. You were dead. Philosophy, E.W. Kenyon said, philosophy, where people come from all these philosophies that they want to live by, these little philosophies. He said, philosophy is like flowers on a casket. Woo! The flowers are beautiful, but you just know there's somebody dead under there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's keep going here. So people come all kinds of philosophies and words and that stuff. Say, oh, that's really pretty, but there's somebody dead right there. So God says, let me uh, diagnose your situation. Oh, uh, you were dead. You wasn't sick, getting sicker. You just dead. It's bad if they say you're sick and incurable. No, he says you were just dead. You already dead. We got bad behavior coming out of dead. He says you were dead in sins. Now he hath quickened, and the word quickened means what? Made alive. Made us alive together with who? Christ. All right, well, hold it there. Now, you have the Amplified Bible. Anybody got the Amplified Bible on this? Put that up there because we don't want to go over this too fast. I don't know. Do y'all have Amplified or not? Where's my drummer, my drummer man? Look at Get up there, brother. You think your mother will beat you? You wait till you get home. I'm just picking on him. Keeps him humble, you know. So it says, uh, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. Y'all ready for this? He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. All right, so God's plan is everything he did it in Christ, he did it for you, yes. said to the credit of your account, mm-hmm. just like you were there. So Jesus died with your death. Because yeah. he had no death of his own. So he took your sin and what sin produced and he died with your death. And when he was made alive, you were given the same identical life that he gave to Christ. All right, let's try that again. So God gave Jesus, made him alive, and because everything Jesus did, he did it for us. He gave us the same life that he gave to Christ. The same life with which he quickened him. You were made alive together. With him. I mean, the next verses are nice, but if you just got this one, it would make you happy. You were made alive together with Christ. Same identical life that he gave to Christ. What kind of life would that be? What kind of life is that? Because it ain't normal. It ain't natural. It didn't come from this world. It originated from God himself. So what kind of life did he give to Christ? Well, you'd have to say it's resurrection life. Mm -hmm. So whatever it did in Christ, he's going to do inside of you. Resurrection life. Mm -hmm. Overcoming life. Come on. The God kind of life. What's in it? Well, it comes out of God. So whatever's in God is in that life. Praise the Lord. Now, here's a connection with the Holy Spirit, John 7, 37 through 38. So, 39. So, he says, you're made alive together with Christ. And what else? Raised us up. Together. 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 Everybody say together. 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 Not later. Together. In the mind of God, he made us alive together. Yeah. Raised us up together made us sit down together. Yes. 
So what would you have to say about that? This is resurrection life. Authority life. Blessing life. It's the very life of Christ. Raised up with him. Okay, let's go back to this point real quickly here because we'll go to John 7 just a second. So, if you would take some time to meditate on that, don't just take it today and say, I've got a lesson. I've got a good lesson today. Well, first of all, it's not just a lesson. If you would take some time and say, Jesus gave me the same life that he himself had. Well, you wouldn't have near as much trouble being like Jesus if you had his life in you. I have the same life. Meditate on that and the scriptures concerning that because when I was about, I don't know, 17, 18, 19, we used to take these scriptures and me and a good friend, we would go over these scriptures on who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ. So we got to this one on Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. And I just have to tell you, I was just a teenager. And while I was meditating on it, made us alive together, raised us up together. Then the Holy Spirit just came on me as a teenager and showed me a vision of myself made alive with Christ. It was just like, I always say it's like, first time I ate wasabi. How many of y'all remember the first time you ate wasabi? You know, the little green stuff, and uh, they told me to watch out for it, and I said, well, you know, I eat jalapeno peppers. I'm not afraid of no little green stuff from China or somewhere, wasabi. So I said, give me some more of that. We put a big, I put a bunch in there, and boom, I put that in my mouth, and it hit me right in the head. I was just like, oh, my God. You will have a oh, Man, it hit me in the head. So while I was meditating on this, I started seeing, and the reality of it hit me and hit my consciousness. Yeah. All right, let's try that one more time. I said the reality of it hit my consciousness. And it like hit me in the head. And I went, ooh. I went, wasabi. <laughs> in other words, this life has the power to change your mind. Yes, amen. Your personality, yes. everything about you. Yes, amen. So the first thing I did is I just started laughing. I was, you know, just a teenager. And I, I hadn't been to that many laughing services. So I wasn't like, you know, trying to act like somebody else. But the joy of this life bubbled up on the inside of me. And I just started laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Because I saw myself made alive, raised up, seated, and the devil was way down there. Hallelujah. So I started laughing. Amen. I'm not trying to get it. Not someday going to get it. But I know I have it right now. So I took my place there in that life in Christ. And you're never fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. There is a fight to faith. But you're not fighting for the victory. Now you're taking your place in Christ. And you're fighting from I have overcoming life, the God kind of life on the inside of me as a present possession right now. Go ahead and laugh about that. (laughs) And the devil don't like you laughing because he wants you to be intimidated. I said, he's used to bullying people around. So he likes it when you're afraid, you know, you're like, oh, uncertain. But when you go, I got the life of God in me. Uh-huh. All right. So I told you about this guy that called her office and he was in the intensive care in the hospital dying of COVID and the doctor just wrote him off. So we've done everything we can and you're getting worse. And so this guy was laying in intensive care and uh, he called our office later because he said, I was laying there and I heard 
Mark Hankins laughing. <laughs> now, I never met the guy, so I don't know. I never met him. He must have heard a message somewhere. And he said, I heard Mark Hankins laughing. So I was laying in there, couldn't breathe, dying. And he said, I just started going, ha, 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 ha. He said, I just started laughing. While I was laughing, the wind of the Holy Spirit blew into my nostrils, going, went right in my mouth, went into my lungs, and instantly I was healed. He said, the doctor came back in the next morning and said, what happened to you? He said, I was laughing, and the presence of Jesus filled up my lungs. So they put him on. They put him. I feel it like electricity right now. That life is a spiritual substance. Ha, ha, ha. So he's laughing. So he got on Fox News, CNN, told his testimony, called my office. And he said, I've never met you before. He said, but this is how I got healed. We know we have. I got it. Not trying to get it. Come on, act like you got it right now. Say, I got it. I'm not trying to get it. I know. I have it. This life. Come on, resurrection life. Overcoming life, the God kind of life, joy life, love life. It is the divine nature, the life of God. Ha, 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 ha. Just practice for a minute ago. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor said, well, you only got six months to live. You go, oh, no, <laughs> excuse me. I have forever to live. Do you understand? I have eternal life. <laughs> I got the life of God. This life, come on, in you, meditate on it. Make a confession of faith. Then praise God for it. Let this life come up out of your spirit. Get in your body. Get in your mind. It is a spiritual substance. A spiritual reality is you now have. Imagine what the devil saw. You know, they used to say on the day of Pentecost, what what the devil saw when you received Jesus. And you received eternal life. Imagine what the devil saw. He's like, oh, no. They got the same life that Jesus has. They got the same life Jesus has. They got the same stuff. Come on, it's in Christ. It's in your spirit right now. It makes you more than a conqueror. That life will quicken your mortal body. Go ahead and just laugh about that. Come on, it's in my blood right now. Come on. Come on, it's in my heart. It's in my kidneys. It's in my stomach. Come on, it's in my pancreas. Come on, it's in my liver. I I got it in my brain. I got it in my skin right now. I got this life on the inside. (laughs) Woo! Praise the Lord. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Let's make a bold confession right now of the Lordship of Jesus, that he is your Lord and your Savior. Amen. Let it register on your heart. Because the Bible says when you do that, you pass from what? Death to life. Amen. Imagine what happens in the spirit when you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord. Yeah, yeah. In your spirit. Yeah. You become a new creature in Christ. Come on, you're not just getting a few lessons. 
you receive life. Yes. Amen. Let's say this together. Father God, thank you for the blood of Jesus. I boldly confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. And I know I receive the gift of life, eternal life, everlasting life. And I know right now that I have eternal life, present possession, that life, this life, the same life that's in Christ is in me now. Out of my belly, my spirit man, this life flows in greater measure in my life, the life of Christ, the life of God. It is overcoming life. It is resurrection life. It's the God kind of life. It is the divine nature. It is the love of God. The joy of God. The peace of God is in my spirit. My spirit, by the life of God, by the spirit of God, living in me, I live in the spirit. I walk in the spirit. My spirit is alive. Sin cannot dominate me. Satan cannot dominate me. Sickness cannot dominate me. Jesus has made me alive, has given me his same identical life. It flows in me now. Sickness has to leave my body. Disease has to leave my body. My spirit is alive. My mind is quickened with the life of God, the divine nature. I have God's own life made alive together with Christ. The same life, this life that's in Christ is in me now. Lift your hands up and thank God. Thank you. I have this life in me. Come on, praise the Lord. I have this life in me now. This life flows in me now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I know I have eternal life. Oh, you can be seated for a minute. Praise the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. What's the, what's the appropriate reaction? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Amen, his life. Amen. We're going to receive a real uh, quick offering right now for Mark Hankins Ministries. And so we'll be here this morning, tonight. So you can take an envelope. I think the ushers, y'all have envelopes. Pass out an envelope if you're giving this morning, or if you want to give tonight, or if you want to give Monday or Tuesday, or if you want to give every time. We're not, we don't get mad about that. So whenever you want to give or however you give, the offering just helps us to preach the gospel in many countries, many nations. So thank you for your partnership. This church is a partner with us. So thank you so much. Uh, and uh, if you're um, going to give, I think they got it up here, ways you can give. You can do with a cash app. You can do, you can text to give. You can uh, put in the envelope a check. You can leave your car outside and we'll go sell it. That's a lot of ways. <laughs> That's a lot of ways you can give. But whether you're giving, you think it's large or you think it's small, it all adds up and helps us. Hallelujah. Amen. So we thank you for your giving, for your generosity. And this is a very generous church. Amen. Your pastors are just amazing pastors. Amazingly generous. And so let me pray with you over your giving this morning. Father God, I pray a special blessing as we give and support the preaching of the gospel not only here in America, but in nations of the world, that we're partners together. Throughout eternity, we're partners together with this life and the word of life and the gospel of Christ being preached around the world. Thank you, Lord, for every person sowing and giving, that they're blessed, their jobs are blessed, families are blessed, ministries are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed so we can be a blessing will be a blessing to your work all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen.
We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.